Welcome to episode 108 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey shares a sad story from Sri Lanka with no clear solution. And I share an odd story involving irresponsible gun handling. We then learn about two new super cool picks and about our awesome animal of the week. So let's jump into episode 108 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. to episode 108, 108, I still haven't decided, that's horrible, of the Animal Addicts Podcast, our first episode of 2023, woo! As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new assortment of super sweet animals. So, but before we get into that, Casey, what have you been up to since I have last seen you, which has been over a month? I went to the safari park with my sisters and my mom. How was that? It was fun. Some updates, though. <laughs> okay. I'm jealous that you've gone at all, but go yeah. ahead. So, Elephant Valley is kind of inaccessible in its normal form. In its normal form? Yes. So, you know, like, how you go down that one hill that's right next to the zip Where line? Where the show was? Oh, wait. What? You know, like, how you're headed that oh, way. Oh, so if you go from, you like, go Roar and Snore down. Okay. <laughs> other way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's blocked off. So, you have to go around through the you theater? Have to, you have to... No, that's not open either. You have to go around, go down the elevator. That's the only way down now. <laughs> or take the stairs. What? The main, the main lift, first of all, they call it a lift. Over it's, there, the one that's giant, that yeah. one? I am so... Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That zip line. Oh, that Yeah, the small zip sucks. line. Yeah. Oh, so behind the bats. Mm-hmm. That's closed off. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And you can't go up the hill when you get down below because that's also under construction. Well, that would make sense. So then you go towards, like, the outlook. And if you go through the herb garden, at the very end of the herb garden, that's where you go in. What? (laughs) But the herb garden just puts you back out. Yeah, but now they have an entrance to this one single horizontal walkway. What the hell? I'm going to have to go there and investigate this madness. Okay. Because there's construction fence everywhere. Is that like marked or is it just like good luck if you find it? I think it it was good luck that we found it. (laughs) Okay, that's fun. (laughs) They're like for people who are really invested and see if they'll figure it out. Because like I was also surprised when I got there. I was like, I don't remember hearing anything on their social media announcing the construction. That it was closed. Now, I remember in one of my Zoo News, which I haven't read, um, um, they had something about Elephant Valley, but I haven't read it yet, so mm-hmm. who knows? I think it's just saying they're going to redo it and yada yada. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Okay. Anything else? Uh, Is this from the park? Oh, no. I found this at a thrift store. It's a shop that, it's a shirt that has like, you know, those yellow hazard signs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but says, I love, I say that when I'm looking at it. No so. kangaroo in Austria. Ha, ha, ha. Because he will say they're from Austria. <laughs> yeah. Austria and Australia get mix up a lot which is amazing because they're because it's one vastly letter and vastly different, different. <laughs> so different yeah i could tell you plenty about australia but not about austria uh well <laughs> world war ii <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's not the greatest nope anyway and i'm pretty sure that's where arnold, Schwar- arnold, arnold schwarzenegger is from isn't he austrian i think he is is he Mm-hmm. i have no clue i think so 
Mm. Well, you continue. I'm going to go fact check myself, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's Australian. I almost said Australian. Ah! Yeah. Let's see what else happened. I Oh, there's a bunch of baby roos. And they were oh! really cute. One was just sticking its head out and it couldn't oh, come out all the way Oh, it's my yet. favorite. I'm not going to be able to get up there, man. Yeah. And then, um, of course, there's one that's already out of the pouch. And the, it's funny because it kept going to its mom, sticking its head back into nurse. So cute. Oh, the baby. He is from Austria. I was correct. He is from Austria. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I mean, he's been in America forever. But anyway, um, that's so cute. I mm-hmm. love it when they have the joeys. Yeah. I don't think I can get up there, though. I mean, I can, but my foot will absolutely hate me. Oh, I will yeah. be in pain. So that would suck. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. And they took down the barrier fences for the lionesses now. Okay. So well, you can I'm get right assuming up that them. was just to give them some yeah. space. So now they're used to the people. That's good. Yep. Oh, the kitties. The mm-hmm. big old kitties. Mm-hmm. Is that it for the animal park? Last complaint is oh dear. every time I go by the rhino enclosure, by the rhino rescue and center, the rhinos are never out. Oh, on the when tram. I, I was yeah, like, I'm on the tram. That. <laughs> um, whenever I go on the tram, it's like, it's oh, they're always out when we are leaving. Never when I'm going on. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you'll like, see them. Why is my timing this horrible? I never see the babies ever, mm-hmm. though. Like, yeah. ever, ever. We had the one time we went on that behind the scenes thing, and mm-hmm. we saw them then. Yep. That's the most successful <laughs> rhino encounter yeah. over there. Still I've never see the bongo. Had. Really? No. I don't know how you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are usually up against the fence still, but usually been the fence toward the front. Yeah. Not the one all the way in the back. Yeah. Oh, and here's something else I forgot to tell you. They're being strict with like the uh, priority boarding for the tram. Oh, they're checking it. It's not in. your whole group now. <gasps> It's not. It, nope. It's one. One guest. One you, guest. If you and have kids, that pass, like little kids. Mm-hmm. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I Thankfully, the day we them. went, there was like nobody there, so it was basically still just walking right off. That's a really. That's a major bummer. I know those things are expensive too. <laughs> yeah. You mean my pass? Yes. Yeah, my pass is very expensive, uh, and I haven't gone in like three months because it's a stupid foot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's funny actually because my I don't even know how to say that because it's mm-hmm. not a work friend because she doesn't work there anymore and like I am hopefully not gonna work there much longer. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. she got a pass and now she upgraded hers too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, we can be extra fancy. <laughs> anyway, um, but then we could bring other girls from work because we could both bring somebody. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer though because I feel like if you used your guest passes, that should count. Yeah. I would argue it. I'd be like, I'm using my guest passes for this group to come in, so we need to. I need to double check them because I could have sworn at some point it said, "Well, that's just admission onto." I don't know. I don't know because when I asked before, which maybe they didn't know. Because now the tram's included with admission, and before it wasn't. It was. It's been back and forth endlessly. Mm-hmm. The tram has been included in admission for forever, though. Mm-hmm. More recently, I mean, yeah. it went back and forth in the beginning, but now it's been there that way the whole for a long time. Yeah. But I just feel like if you bring people in using your one-day passes, mm-hmm. they should be able to get priority boarding, too. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be pissed. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm paying $400 to have to wait in line? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, they're being more strict on that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense, kind of. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there should be a way of checking that. Yeah. So, I mean, how many people have that pass? I can't imagine that many people I have, have no that clue. pass. I have no Whenever I'm not even I sure, like, I remember when they had the Keepers Club, like, it's a best deal. I was like, I have no idea if they still have best deal 
on the, on their passes. Like, I don't think it says because I don't think it would be that one. I if don't you think did the it, math. I don't think it's this one. I mean, it's not on there, and I don't think it. It definitely does not say that on mm-hmm. there. It's ugly pass, anyway. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's just it's. I mean, I know when I've done the priority, it's on a busy day. There's like me, and then like three other people mm-hmm. in there. And a lot of times, too, if you just go to the park, you can buy priority boarding. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have a pass to do that. So I think some of those people just probably are from out of town just buy it because they don't want to wait in line. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it must be nice to have that kind of money. Yep. I only have this pass because I don't have Disney. So if I had Disney, I'd be like, well, yeah. got to choose <laughs> one or the other. And Disney's so expensive. I haven't been to Disney in forever. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going this year. Ugh. Three times. Oh, you're doing the SoCal thing? My brother got us all three days. Three day the three-day thing, yeah. That looks like a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. But I still don't really want to go until, like, I feel more confident going without a mask mm-hmm. everywhere. Because when it's firework time, sardines. <laughs> like, you're the, there's no way people there don't have COVID. Or just a flu or something awful that I don't want to get. So I'm like, Ugh, I just can't. I can't. You know what I found out is, the wor- like, one of the worst places to be on, like, New Year's Eve, 4th of July? What? Hawaii. Really? Yes, they have, like... These massive, my cousin lives there, and he, I saw pictures of their fireworks. Mm-hmm. They're, like, huge and blatantly illegal. Oh, lovely. Because, <laughs> like, people are dealing them from the shipyard. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, Hawaii and, like, crime. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, did, I don't remember hearing gunshots where I live, though. Well, mm, you're not quite in the boonies is not no. now. So I think you won't have it, even though it's super conservative. But I conservative. did hear them on 4th of July once. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. You're not as conservative. Well, you're still super conservative, but yeah. you're not in the boonies. So mm-hmm. boonies is more the gunshot place. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, that's that's fun. I'm super jealous. I have felt like crap for like a solid half of the month. Oh, I forgot one last what? thing. The black-footed cat's no longer there. They have a single dwarf mongoose in there now. First of all, the black-footed cat has not been there in forever. Yeah. And I heard a guy telling somebody else, someone was asking about it, and he thinks they died. Mm. So anyway, they have not been there in years, dude. Yeah, you are behind. <laughs> you are behind. I could I saw them once last year. No. Yeah. They have the little, the oh my god, the sand cats. Yeah. And I think I have seen the mongoose over there. Oh, maybe I haven't, because they had the mongoose where the meerkats were. Yeah. So now they move them over there. No, it's just one. I don't know why. Weird. Then they had, remember, then they had, like, a couple of meerkats back there, too. It's like, what is mm-hmm. happening? Mm-hmm. Anyway, they just we keep losing all our animals. They keep mm-hmm. going other places, and I want them back. Mm-hmm. Give me back my giant eland. Very angry yeah. about it. I want to know what's going on with their ambassador animals, because <laughs> because of COVID, they haven't been out in, like... Well, they don't do the front one. Yeah. But, like, at the zoo that day, they mm-hmm. did one over by the children's yeah. thing. They do them still. Yeah. They just but don't based do on what I one. know is, like, they're cutting back on their ambassador program. Well, that seems like a horrible yeah. idea because that's kind of like an important thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for like COVID to not have people in groups like that. But yeah, I don't know by how much because I know somebody that got hired there. So to yeah. do that mm-hmm. in the ambassador department. Can so. I have that job? That's the job I want. Do you actually have to have a degree? To <laughs> yes, do you that? do. I mean, does it have to be a biology degree? I have a degree. <laughs> so the degrees they take in this field are biology, zoology, something related or psychology. Psychology? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? Observing behavior is very important. That's correct. Acting is observing behavior. <laughs> so I'm going to argue, excuse me, even though that's not what my degree is in, but mm. girl has plenty of experience. Yeah. That's what I do. Anyway, 
I'm just going to go there and argue with them and be like, look, I have a communications degree, <laughs> which is obviously super important for educating the public mm. on these animals, obviously. And I have great stage presence and I'm not afraid of speaking in front of people. So already pop me up the list. And I totally observe behavior. Uh, uh, Ugh, hire actors. Anyway. All right. Moving on. We got to move on. So, yeah. So, I feel like crap for, like, over half of this month because if the weather changes, this is great as you get older, Casey. Maybe you don't have as horrible genes as I do, at least in this apartment. But, like, as you get older, your allergies and sinuses just get worse. So, anytime the weather changes, I'm miserable. So, the first time I got back from Arizona, it was raining constantly. Luckily, down here in San Diego, we did not have the, like, crazy rain that they had in, like, L.A. and up north that, like, you know, killed people. Um, although there was a little bit of flooding down here, but mm-hmm. not, like, right where we are. Thank goodness. Anyway, um, so I was miserable that whole week, of first week getting back, because it was just raining on and off, and it would keep changing. I'm like, I'm dying. And then, um, also, this last week, when we had the crazy winds... That were like Santa Ana level out of nowhere for like two days. <laughs> that was god awful. But anyway, in the beginning of the month when I felt like crap for a solid week, I was doing my usual laying in bed because I was dying situation, which Tiger Lily loves. It's her favorite when I'm sick because I basically lay in bed most of the day and she can like cuddle with me in her way, which is to drape mm-hmm. herself across my legs, to curl up next to my legs. <sighs> and if I'm feeling like crap, because she'd be happy to stay in bed all day. We should just stay in bed all day. That's mm-hmm. her happiness. But when I feel like crap, I also don't kiss her, <laughs> which mm. she very much appreciates. Anyway, but so I just binged Secrets of the Zoo, I think Down Under. It's the Australian version at the yeah. Taronga Zoo. And then Taronga there are Zoo. Plains Zoo, too. They have like another one. Anyway. And um, I guess one of them was Zoo Victoria. Could be another one. There's a million of these. Anyway, entertaining this being that, um, first of all, I feel like everything is just better if it's, like, with a British or Australian accent. Because even, like, procedural shows, I'm, like, I'm not that big into procedurals. But if it's British, <laughs> it's automatically better. And then in a later binge, I was watching an Australian, like, procedural show. I'm, like, oh, my God. Anyway. Um, but so the first episodes, they're talking about the platypus. I'm still saying platypi. I don't care if it's not right. I'm going with it. Platypuses. The platypi coming over to us <laughs> at the park. And it was like this whole thing. And also, what an awesome job. You work with super cool animals. And then you get paid to go to Australia. And you know you had free time. So you just got to check out Sydney. Mm-hmm. And so, Oh, no. They're not Sydney. They're Brisbane? No. They are Sydney. No. They're Sydney. I'm sorry. I, the Australian thing I was watching was set in Brisbane. But they are in Sydney. <laughs> Tarangas in Sydney. Also, they have a freaking gorgeous view. You like see the freaking mm-hmm. um, opera house and like all of it is beautiful. Anyway, gorgeous there. Anywho, so um, but yeah, so they're talking about the platypus and like all that. So that was exciting. And then they also did a a part about the funnel web spider. This is a guy who works with all the arachnids and all those kind of creepy crawlies, right? And there's two women who are trying to like get over their fear of <laughs> spiders. And it was very entertaining to watch. But anyway, but I did not realize we talked about them and I did not fathom how large a funnel web is. <laughs> I thought they were like, you know, black widowy type size. Oh, no. no, they're no, that makes them scarier. They're big and the deadliest spider ever. <laughs> Any not ever, maybe, but who knows what's along in prehistoric times. But anyway, uh they're really big. Really but cool what happens? Oh, horribleness but he had like it had mites so he's trying to get mites off this i'm like oh my god how do you get mites off this like spider you can't actually touch anyway so he's like using like chopstick looking things to try to get these mites and give her like a bath and stuff and anyway it was a whole thing 
But um, so that was crazy. And then it was just really funny because, I don't know, it was a few months ago I did that story on the lions getting out of their enclosure. And I was like, <laughs> so they going through the story, because I think this started in like 2018. Whenever we got the, the platypi, that's when it started. Um, and... <laughs> And they're like, oh, and they had cubs. And they're like, there are four cubs. I'm like, mm, I know what your future holds. <laughs> but also what's weird to me is that, like, the male and the cubs got out. But, like, was the female separated? Or was she just didn't escape? Like, <laughs> I'm confused. Well, I, rem- I remember there was an incident where some people broke a barrier in, I can't remember the name of the zoo. It was up in Canada. And there were several wolves that escaped, but some stayed in the enclosure. Yeah, maybe. So, I don't know. So, I don't know. They never said if she stayed there. But I was just like, but this lion couple, like, because they took a while to introduce the cubs to the dad, mm-hmm. obviously, for reasons. Um, but anyway, so it was weird. But it was just funny to watch it knowing that was coming up, <laughs> which obviously they didn't cover in the show. But I was like, oh, you little sneaky. You little sneaky guys. And it was this, like, whole new, they built this whole new exhibit. This whole, like, Africa, I forget what they call it. But, like, it's an Africa thing with, like, multi-species and stuff, which isn't really multi-species it's just multi-species of africa near each other so whatever anyway um but it was uh it was entertaining and they had capybara which wasn't in that part obviously but they talked mm-hmm. about the capybara and i just i love capybara they're so cute anyway so that was it so um i i totally binged that and it was entertaining i like that one more but there definitely were a lot of very depressing episodes and i was like i already feel like crap i don't need to be crying that is not helping me feel any better physically or emotionally like this is just a mess and then the cat looks at me weird so Anyway. All right. Also, that little brat of mine put the shelf up so she would use the shelf to get into the windowsill. Mm-hmm. She does not use it. She jumps and falls <laughs> behind the bed. And then she goes there. And I have, like, curtains up there right now that aren't as nice as, like, a placeholder. But I don't think I'll ever get to change them because she has destroyed them. Because mm-hmm. she reaches for it and she catches the curtains. And then she, like, rips on them. Her nail will get stuck, and it's just a whole mess. And I'm like, but one time, she's gone on the shelf, like, twice. And then one time, she got to the windowsill, and then she used the shelf to come out. And I was like, you brat, you need to use the shelf to get up there so you can stop destroying things. <sighs> this cat. This cat. How old is she, by the way? We got her in 2020, literally the weekend before everything shut down. Oh. And she was eight months then. So we so she's kitty. June. She's a COVID kitty. Um, she was June of so twenty nineteen. So math, full almost four. Supposed mm-hmm. to be four in June. Yeah, in June. She's oh my god. Anyway, and I got the nail grinder for Christmas. It's pretty good. She's not afraid of it, but the problem is it still takes time. So it's still the same issue of clipping nails as far as like you have to hold the foot, and she's like not having it. But anyway. I. It's funny though. Like I had to help trim the nails on our pindurongs. And Ooh, how was that? Well, the thing is, they are, it was the young ones, so they're kind of used to it. It's just like me distracting them with food while someone else um, is at the fence trimming the nails. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's like it was more difficult with their hind legs. It's like, no, you are arboreal. You need to climb up and stay up so we can get the hind feet. <laughs> they're like, no, I'm yeah. doing my own thing. Anyway, all right, let's move on into what we yes. want to talk about today. So, Casey, what do you have to talk about? Depression. <laughs> Great. So, Sri Lanka is having problems with elephants and uh, people, and there are deaths on both sides. <laughs> it's a gang war. Okay. So, 2022 was the worst year for the conflict in terms of death toll. There were 145 people that had died. Whoa! And 433 elephants killed. Oh! <gasps> 
Wow. Yes, it was the worst. Um, this conflict has been going on for years, but this by far was the worst. That's insane. Yes, in one province, there was 90 elephant deaths <gasps> alone in just one. Like during the encounter, or they went out and hunted the elephant after the fact? Uh, it did not specify. My guess is it also includes them yeah. going out and hunting them. After yes, the fact. so the deaths on people are like when, say, your rice farmer elephant comes in and yeah. kind of like just rampages. Destroys and, your yes. farm, yeah. Also, I have no idea of concept of like some other currencies because like there was like something about the government had to compensate this one family because both parents died and so money had to be given to kids and it was like 2 million rupees or something yeah, like that and it's like, like $5,500. Yeah, it's it's not, depending on where you are, the exchange is really yes. low. I remember that in Costa Rica. It was like you felt, felt like you were spending a crap ton of money. Mm. I don't remember what the currency was. <laughs> well, it's been a long time. Wait, Costa Rica? I don't think they were pesos. No. No, there's something else. And Costa Rica's not pesos. I just remember it was like, you know, thousands or something like that. So you'd go and feel like you're taking out thousands. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just trying to take out like $100. Yeah. And you're like, I'm... And then Cuba had, there's pesos, and then there's like Cuban pesos or some other currency, which makes it very... Conf no, no. That'd be awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so the big problem is that these are several people in... Uh, Sri Lanka rely on agricultural for right. their for the living. Yes, yeah, and there's a lot of um, overlap within where elephants live and um, humans live. Uh, actually, a seventy percent overlap. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, and only um forty percent out of protected areas is where um the elephants can go. Really. Uh, yeah, 40% of the land outside the country's protected area is shared between humans and elephants, but humans are found living at nearly 70% of the elephant's range. Mm, okay. Yes. And so... But I feel like if they're in the elephant protected area, then the elephants are going to get the benefit of doubt in that situation. At least Sometimes. They should. They should because they're there's living in a protected area. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so... And so here's... About a third of the elephant killings have involved the following methods, including them going out and shooting them, right? Explosive-laden bait, and electrocution by fence. First of all, how electrified is that fence? I because know. that is a common thing for like horses and all kinds of livestock type mm -hmm. animals that is not going to kill them if they touch it. Yeah. So the electricity needed to kill an elephant. Well, if they're doing that, I feel like a human should go touch it. I want to watch them die if they're going to do that to elephants. Yeah. So. Shooting seems more humane if you get the shot right. I know, but that hide's so thick. Yeah, that's true. So, they have been trying to mitigate the issue. Um, the government has laid out electric fences to try to deter elephants. Yeah. The problem is this is basically a boundary for, like, protected areas. And elephants, like many animals, do not respect them. No. <laughs> so they just go on, and studies have found that this is not working. Okay. And elephant and human conflict has not changed with these um, boundary fences. But the most viable solution they have found is fences, but within villages for their personal areas. That would make sense. Yes. Yeah. To fence off your actual, like, crop land. Yeah. <laughs> Fields? Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's a lot of rice, so... I believe oh, yeah, that'd be tough to yeah. still do it, though. Yeah, you can. Just 
not actually in the water. No, yeah, it'd be a bit challenging. Yeah. So they do have a solution, and they found it's very effective in the few regions that has been done. Problem is, Sri Lanka is in the basically worst economic downfall yeah, in its history right now. Yeah. So they're simply not funding Enough for it. it. So there's requiring a lot of collaboration. So, so far, it's only been implemented in the most hard-hit areas. Okay. Ugh, so frustrating. Mm -hmm. I know in Africa, they also use um, chili peppers and bees on their fences. I think I remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. The bees were being used to yep. like, scare off elephants. <laughs> They, they should try like, that. Yeah. Although if it's an invasive species, you can have a whole new problem. Mm -hmm. So, but still, it's just, it sucks when there's just money, when it's bad for humans and for elephants. Yep. When it's, I don't feel bad for humans when they're being assholes, but if you're just a human just trying to like make your living and not hurting anyone and it's yeah. just a problem, I feel bad. Anyway, so that sucks. Um, well, on from depression into stupidity. <laughs> so, oh, America. <laughs> we just, I mean... I, at this point, we don't even have just a mass shooting like every day. It's like multiple mass shootings every day. So just to, to just hit home the point of the lack of responsible gun, you know, like the six-year-old who got the gun. That one was fun. Anyway, um, the lack of responsible gun ownership in this country is amazing. So this story is just, I mean, I can't feel sorry for you if you're being dumb. So a man dies after dog steps on a rifle, causing it to fire, Kansas officials say. So the 30-year-old was shot in a truck on a country road about 45 miles south, excuse me, of Wichita, the Wellington fire chief said. So this is a very short story, and it's a very odd story, let me tell you. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty. What kind of dog was it? A lab. Okay. I think it was a lab. I think I swear I saw that it was a lab, but maybe I didn't. Not and my I just interest. Assumed that, it was. That was the fact that I wanted to know. That's what you cared about. What kind of dog it was? It was a dog who was trying to kill someone. <laughs> this poor dog is probably traumatized. Anyway, because that so. like if a dog was probably to kill its owner, you know it's a chihuahua. <laughs> obviously, but this is a, it was a hunting thing, so yeah. it's obviously some sort of retriever I'm or something. Sure, there's or a hunting chihuahuas out there. There's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So the story goes on to say, a man died in Kansas on Saturday after officials believe he was struck by a rifle that discharged when a dog stepped on it. Joseph Austin Smith of Wichita was shot around 9.40 a.m. in a truck in the 600 block, sorry, 1600 block of East 80th Street, a country road about 45 miles south of Wichita, Wellington Fire and EMS Chief Tim Hay said. That's an amazing name. Um, the dog stepped on the rifle in the back of the truck, causing it to fire and hit the back of Smith, who was found in the front passenger seat, he said. Hey said, excuse me. That was confusing. Emergency medical personnel administered CPR before Smith was pronounced dead at the scene, Hey said. You gotta stop doing Hey said. That's making us confusing. Hey said. So this is what's amazing. So another person who was in the driver's seat was physically unharmed, he said. I love that they specified that, because obviously that would be very shocking and traumatizing. <laughs> Look at the ad that's next to this article. Wait. Every snack you make. Oh, yeah, my God. It's just every snack you make, every heel you break, every meal you bake, every bite you take. I'll be watching it. They do these jokes all the time, but I just find that hilarious next to the story of this dog that <laughs> killed this guy. Anyway, but this is what's amazing. The next part. It was not immediately clear who owned the truck and the dog <laughs> or who called 911. What is happening? So is it clear who owned the gun? I don't know. We don't know any <laughs> Whose dog is it? Whose truck is it? Whose gun is it? I don't. It's amazing. Anyway, the investigation. Because, like, 
now I'm conflicted. It's like, I don't know who's worse, who should die. It's like the owner of the dog or the person that the owns the gun. The dog is not the, the person who owned the gun is the one who stored it improperly. So that is the person who's at fault. So hopefully the guy who got shot was the guy who owned the gun. Because then that's just like comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Versus if the other guy, then yeah, you should be prosecuted for not storing your gun properly. Anyway, the investigation continues. Officials say it appears to have been a hunting-related accident. Mm-hmm. According to Sumner County Sheriff's Office, which had hunting gear, it was also found in the back of the vehicle. So here's the thing, y'all. Um, guns have safeties. So if you're put your your gun obviously on the floor or the like seat, most people who are like hunters, like and especially if you have a truck and you're going out hunting, they have like gun racks. Mm-hmm. Your dog is not gonna hit that most likely. And if it does, it's a gun rack. It's gonna go at the side of your car, not at you. <laughs> so like, I just if you're dumb enough to have a gun just like thrown in the back of your car. And without a safety on while you're driving, not when you're, like, out and about actively hunting, which I'm also against, but, you know, under certain situations, okay? But I'm sure these people are not those situations. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm very confident. Which anyway, state was this in? Kansas. Kansas. The one I forgot about? No, that was Nebraska. I'm sorry. Nebraska was the one I forgot about. Anyway, um, but, yeah, if you have properly stored your gun and the safety's not on, like... What what is going on? Also, I'm just very confused about this. I don't know who owns the truck or the dog. Like, did you steal? So many more questions. Was the truck stolen? Does the guy who survived, girl, I don't know, this other person who survived, like, what is happening? I'm so confused. This poor dog is probably traumatized. I definitely assumed it was a lab, but it could be a hound or any kind of dog. It doesn't say what kind of dog it was. Anyway, I just, y'all... You're going to have a gun, that's fine, but you need to be smart about it. <laughs> like, this is just ridiculous. And that could have killed somebody else, you know? Like, it's just, I just, I can't. I can't. This is why it needs to be like cars. They need to be properly regulated so that you understand that maybe don't throw it in the back seat where a dog can step on it. Also, unlikely this dog's going to actually manage to shoot it, but still, like, let's not be stupid about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, American guns. I just to be ugh, moving on. <laughs> you know what? I- <laughs> what? Like, in some states where, like, you can own, like, a monkey or something. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm surprised I haven't heard a story like that. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. But also remember, they won't let you actually do any study on gun violence. Mm-hmm. Although that would probably make the news anyway. Yeah. Can you imagine a monkey who just gets tired of their owner's shit? You know well, they'd figure that out. Rise they'd of the Planet out. of the Apes. <laughs> you know they'd... I've never actually seen that. Oh, I have. Do they start shooting people? Is that what they do? I don't remember. I've seen, no, like, No, but clips. in the sequel... Um, they st- do start using guns. Okay. But you're, I'm sure a monkey could look at a gun and be like, I, I got it. I got it. I got it figured out. Anyway. Anyway. Then I remember this course... one chimp that was taught how to start a fire. That's a really bad choice. <laughs> it's King Louis. <laughs> King Louis. Anyway. Uh, That's his name. Couldn't remember his name? Nope. Because my sister was quizzing me on that one day. I was like, I can't remember. She had what to look was it this up. quiz? Just Disney stuff? No, we were just... She, I think we were talking about orangutans for some reason. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, King Louis. I don't think he actually says his name in the song, but no. anyway. All right, moving along. So, it was my turn to pick our picks <laughs> this King week. King Louis! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works out so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I chose Asian primates. And Casey, great segue into <laughs> what you chose. Yes. So, I went with the Tapanuli orangutan. Oh, Okay. So, the scientific name is Pongo tapanuliensis. What? Pongo? Like Pongo. <gasps> like the dog? From 101 Dalmatians? What? <laughs> what does Pongo mean? I don't remember. 
I'm gonna go look that up. Anyway, okay, continue on. I'm sorry. I know. Um, if I remember correctly, orangutan means man of the forest. Oh, that's fun. I think I remember that correct. I might be wrong. Um, but the Tapanuli orangutan is only found in the Batang Toru ecosystem in North Sumatra. There are an boreal species that lives in the tropical rainforest there. The lifespan for this species is not known, but in Sumatran orangutans, it is about 25 years for males, about 32 years for females. Okay. But some orangutans, especially in captivity, have been known um, to live to be in their 50s. Although that makes me think that women generally live longer. And I wonder if it translates across species that they don't make as many stupid choices. <laughs> anyway, right, possibly. Continue on. <laughs> right. So orangutans hold the distinction of being the largest arboreal mammal and among great apes have one of the most extreme forms of sexual dimorphism. Females average around 114 centimeters tall and weigh 37 kilograms. You forgot you're a real... I don't have it. <laughs> Uh, males, on the other hand, are 136 centimeters tall and weigh 87 kilograms. Okay. Okay, sorry. What were the measurements? Again, I was so distracted. So females, yeah. 114 centimeters okay. tall, weigh 37 kilos. Okay. Males are 136 centimeters tall and weigh 87 kilos. What? Weird. Yep. Okay. Once they reach sexual maturity, males often develop cheek pads, which are known as flanges. And form half circles on the sides of their face, but there are some males that are unflanged uh, <laughs> without these traits and are still able to have offspring. Oh, okay. Along with being the largest arboreal mammal, orangutans are also the largest fruitivorous animals, and the bulk of their diet consists of fruit, but will also feed on insects, flowers, and other kinds of vegetation. Orangutans are the only great apes not native to Africa, and they are the most solitary of the great apes as well. They spend the vast majority of their lives alone and typically only get together to mate or when a female has an infant. But recent studies have found that in Sumatra, occasionally small groups of adolescents and some adult females, as well as non-cheek padded males, may travel together for a few days. Oh, okay. There are actually three species of orangutan, with the other two being the Bornean and the Sumatran. The Sumatran is lives in Sumatra, and has longer hair and is a lighter color than the Bornean. The Bornean males have larger flanges and a larger throat pouch, and unlike Sumatran um, females, they tend to not grow a beard. Oh, okay. The Tapanuli orangutan is the most newly discovered great ape species and was described back in 2017. Wow. This species tends to be more difficult to distinguish from the other two, but they tend to have a smaller skull and a shallower face and usually have shorter hair that is somewhat cinnamon colored. Aww. How cute. The orangutans have incredibly large arm span that is longer than their body and can reach over two meters. Whoa. And this allows them to travel across the canopy of forests with ease. Uh, like other great apes, they are diurnal and sleep at night, so they will make a new nest each night and will use leafy branches to make cover for the rain or even drape leaves over them to make a poncho. Oh, how cute! Another form of tool use in this species is taking leaves to make a sponge to soak up water to drink. These forms of tool use also differ by region and are often considered parts of different cultures in orangutans. Orangutans also have one of the lowest reproductive rates of any mammal and reproduce only once every seven or eight years. 
And typically, females don't have their first baby until they're at least 12 years old. Okay. Orangutan babies are incredibly dependent on their mother and are the most dependent offspring of the great apes, second to humans, and will spend seven to eight years with their mom before heading out on their own. Wow. The Tapanuli orangutan is currently listed as critically endangered by the IUCN Red List. Unfortunately, this species holds the distinction for being the world's rarest great ape with a population of less than 800. One of the biggest threats this species faces is loss of habitat due to unsustainable timber extraction and for agriculture, particularly for palm oil. Orangutans also end up in the illegal pet trade in Southeast Asia where they are considered popular pets. Weird. Which yeah. is disturbing because this picture I looked up when I was trying to find an orangutan pacho is definitely from Cool Pets. But yeah. look how cute his little yeah. hat is. Mm -hmm. That's in Bornean orangutan. Either way, I'm sure they all did the same basic yeah, thing. Yeah, they'll do something similar. So cute. Also, Pongo means soldier. Oh. So 100 Dalmatians means soldier. Soldier anyway. of Tapanuli. <laughs> soldier Tapanuli. That's what it translates to, then. Weird. Okay. Anyway, aren't they, the, are they the ones that have the heartbreaking fighting off the bulldozers? Yeah. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. Anyway. um, Oh, and to keep that nice and depressing. <laughs> Hey, Casey. They are also, uh, orangutans have the reputation in the early days of zookeeping of uh, being the ones that could escape enclosures. <laughs> Good job, guys. Yeah. And also, it's funny as, like, um, studies have shown, like, they compare, like, chimps to orangutans. Chimps will, like, if you were to give them, like, a peg object in, like, all these different shape holes, they'll just, like, kind of go and, like, force it into it until they find the right one. Orangutans will just kind of, like, sit there, stare at it. Then all of a sudden, while they're like seemingly distracted by something else, place it in the right hole. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. All right. So, Casey. Yes. What do you call an orangutan with a hand grenade? I don't want to know. A boomerang. Oh, my gosh. You like the baboon. <clears throat> I know it made me sad. I didn't find oh a better one, God. guys. I'm sorry. So, it's a sad one. I mean, it's a good pun. It's just sad. Anyway, um, moving from something cool, I think they're just cool, to something adorable, I chose the slow loris, specifically the pygmy slow loris, and I didn't try to read this ahead of time, so oh, here goes, nothing. All right, their scientific name is Xanthonisitasibus. Pygmyus. <laughs> that last part's fine. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. All right, so this species is found in Vietnam, Laos, as well as parts of China. They can be found in mixed deciduous and evergreen forests and tend to spend most of their time in the upper portion of the tree canopy. In the wild, they have been known to live up to 17 years, but in captivity can live, live into their 20s. As their name suggests, they are a small primate, only about 15 to 25 centimeters long. I don't have my little measurer, but like that's about, I think, a foot. I think like 24-ish centimeters yep. was about a foot. So anyway, um, long and weigh in at 425 grams. Lorises are omnivorous, but mainly feed on plant matter like tree gum, sap, and nectar, but will also eat insects. And even though they don't eat leaves, they are often seen licking them for water so they can avoid going to the forest floor to drink. So cute. Studies have shown that tree sap can make up between 50 and 70% of a slow loris's diet. Crazy. 
the teeth in the lower the teeth i'm assuming not the teeth yeah <laughs> great the teeth in the lower jaw are specialized to cut into tree bark to expose the sap so it starts oozing out for the loris to slurp up lovely they are a nocturnal species with a very large eyes, which gives them an adorable appearance and gives them the green, the great, excuse me, night vision. This, along with their great sense of smell, helps them to locate prey when they hunt for insects to eat. Along with the large size of their eyes, the loris also has a tissue at the back of its eye called the Tapetum lucidum. Tapetum lucidum. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> nope, I already screwed it up. <laughs> to, to, I already I can't say tapetum. 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 Think lucidum. like pita bread. Okay. <laughs> tapetum lucidum. Yep. You don't like it, which I we've talked about before. But anyway, yep. which reflect light and gives the eyes a second chance to absorb the light, very similar to what is seen in cats, and creates an eye shine. Lorises also have dark fur, forming circles around their eyes, which somewhat resemble clown makeup. Ugh. And this is, in fact, how the loris got its name, because loris is derived from an old Dutch word that translates to clown. <sighs> they suddenly become not so cute. Oh, my gosh. They're still cute, but that's awful. <laughs> the slow part of their name is very appropriate, because the pri- these primates move at a snail's pace. But the pygmy slow loris is among the faster species, and is even known to go on their hind legs to leap across tree branches to snap bugs to eat. Um, as an abor- as an or oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> as an arboreal species, the lorises have very strong fingers and toes for their size to give them a good grip on tree branches. With its slow moving habits, they may seem rather defenseless, but when they feel threatened, they will emit a foul smelling odor to deter predators. However, they have another defense mechanism that makes them truly unique in that lorises are the only venomous primates. Heck yeah. They might be cute, but they're still cool. They produce a toxic secretion in its elbows that they will like. They will like it? Lick. Yep. Nope. That's supposed to be lick. That is not like. You did the wrong way. They produce a toxic secretion in its elbows that they will lick to mix with enzymes in its mouth to venomize its bite. And the venom is potent enough to incapacitate predators as large as a human. Whoa. The pygmy slow loris is currently listed as endangered by the IUCN Red List and holds the distinction of being the most endangered out of the non-lemur prosimians. That is correct. Yay. Good job, me. (laughs) They lost a significant amount of their habitat due to the aftermath of the Vietnam War and continue to lose habitat due to deforestation to this day. They are also hunted both for food and traditional folk remedies. Oh, stop. Lorises are also being exploited by exotic pet by the exotic pet trade, but they make horrible pets. They are a nocturnal species, so they would be disturbed when you try to interact with them in the daytime. And to make them less dangerous to people, when they come into the pet market, they will remove their teeth so many cannot feed properly and end up dying from disease or chronic stress. That is awful. Also happens with a lot of pet lemurs. That's horrible. Then don't have them. Yeah. I mean, don't have them anyway. Some of the most popular videos online are tickling lorises, and while they seem cute, these lorises are incredibly stressed because when they are raising their arms, it is a threat display warning that they are going to use their venom, which is really sad because so mm-hmm. many people have so many videos of them being like, oh, how cute. And I'm like, this yeah. animal is so stressed I out. don't see them as often anymore, thankfully. I think hopefully some people have learned about it a bit, but they're but like... I get annoyed because like algorithms on like social media apps don't get very specific Mm -hmm. so i get videos of like people petting like tigers and stuff it's like i don't like no 
I could always be cool, but I always am afraid, like, especially, like, even when we're talking, when you're talking about the stuff in Sri Lanka, like the elephants, like, if you go to, like, rescues and stuff, I'm like, mm-hmm. can I see your actual practices? Because I feel like a lot of these are for tourists, and mm-hmm. these animals are probably not treated well. Yeah. So, like, elephants are a popular one in, like, Asian countries. I'm like, mm, I mean, cool to ride an elephant, yeah. but also, like, is this elephant happy? Like, this doesn't seem super chill to me. Mm-hmm. There's one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like you go to as a sanctuary, but you're there to work when you visit. Nice. There are ones I really want to do, but they mm-hmm. cost money. Yeah. And you go volunteer. There's one like with African penguins. I'm like, that'd be amazing to go for like four or six months and work with African penguins. That'd be amazing. But it was like yeah. three grand. I'm like, yeah. Our um, tours, our eco tourists um, is among the cheapest and it's like still a little under $6,000. And that's on the cheap end. I mean, but the, the like internship um, things are cool because you get to go and like work with them and like you have yeah. some free time to go explore wherever mm-hmm. you are. But like, yeah. I just and a lot of those um, overseas um, internships you have to pay for. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. I really wanted to do it. I was like, oh my God, I want to go do this so bad. Mm-hmm. That'd be such a great life experience. But I was like, I cannot drop this kind of money yeah. and still have bills at home. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. not going to, that's not going to work. It would be amazing though. I wish I could because I would mm-hmm. so want to do that. Even if you're cleaning up poop all day, that's okay. It's yeah. still a cool job. Anyway, so there you go. That is the orangutan and the slow loris, which is adorable. Um, and that is going to bring us into our animal of the week. And our animal of the week this week is the great eared nightjar. The great eared nightjar. That was the longest drum roll. <laughs> I wanted to build anticipation. Uh- what I love about this is that I requested this, and the Casey was like, I was going to do it I anyway. Know. And I was like, great, fantastic. Yep. Woo, I'm so excited. All right, tell us about them. Yes, so these guys are in the order uh, Caprimulgiformes, mm-hmm. and they're in the family Caprimulgidae. And their scientific is as Lancornis macrotis. Lancornis macrotis. Yes. Got it. Much easier than my pygmy. Well, so Loris is name. Fun fact is like that uh, has gone over reassessment, so that's the newest name. Oh, no. You would have had to use your time with the old name. Ugh, awful. <laughs> Systematic, so fun. Not fun. <laughs> yeah, and I mean really recent. It was revised back in 2022. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Anyway, back to this awesome looking yes. guy. So the great eared nightjar is found mainly in Southeast Asia and is native to countries like Sri Lanka, Thailand, the Philippines, Vietnam, and Malaysia. They typically live in tropical and subtropical forests. The lifespan of this species is unknown, but the European nightjar um, is known to have a lifespan of 12 years, so it is possible this species has a similar life expectancy. They are the largest member of the nightjar family in terms of length. They measure in at 31 to 41 centimeters long. Females tend to be larger uh, the larger sex weighing in at 151 grams, while males average around 131 grams. So this also makes it the second heaviest member of the nightjar family next to the Nakunda nighthawk. Despite being called a nighthawk, it is a nightjar. Oh, okay. Where are they from? Mm. Oh, they are in South America. Okay. Uh, these birds are primarily insectivores and feed on a variety of insects like moths and beetles. As one may suspect from um, a bird named a nightjar, these guys are most active at night as well as at dawn and dusk, so it's both nocturnal nocturnal, and crepuscular. <laughs> Whoa! They're busy. Yep. So they will come out at this hour to hunt for their insect prey, and they will hunt on the wing, so right in the air, which I find impressive. 
So just attack in the air? Yep. Wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. And like any creature of the night, it has a haunting call, which consists of a sick, followed by a pause, and the baha call. What? Sick? Baha? <laughs> what the heck? Also, let me say creature of the night. Anyway. It is a creature of the night. Just it's, look at it. I know. It's so cool looking. Anyway. So they will also drink while flying as well. They will glide low over a body of water, dip their beak in to get a quick sip. This species is not an extravagant nest builder like some other birds. Instead, they keep things simple and make a nest called a scrape, which is literally like it sounds, and they scrape an indent into the ground. We talked about another bird that did that. I don't remember. Yeah, shorebirds do it a lot. Okay, all right. (laughs) Um, I think pigeons as well. There's a lot of birds, (laughs) especially shorebirds. Um, they will lay a single egg in their scrape, and when the egg hatches, the chick is well camouflaged to blend in with the leaf litter of the forest floor in order to avoid detection by potential predators. This nightjar species has a motley pu- pattern of gray, black, and chestnut colors throughout its plumage to help it stay camouflaged on the forest floor while it's incubating the egg. Though it may be hard to believe from looking in the tree, this coloration helps it blend perfectly with the leaves on the ground. It is still a mystery why this bird species evolved for nesting on the ground when it has incredible flying abilities, and it would seem it would be much safer for both the mother and the chick to nest in the trees. Both parents will tend to the egg and chick until it is fully prepared to take care of itself. The great ear nightjar, though, is probably most well known for its appearance to that it looks like a little baby dragon. That's so cute. Just like their name suggests, they have tufts of feathers on their head that look like tiny ears, and they have a very tiny beak that is obscured by the fluff of feather around its mouth. So cute. (laughs) They also have very large eyes relative to their head, which grant them excellent night vision uh, while hunting insects in the dark. And just like the slow Loris mentioned earlier, these guys too have a tapetum lucidum to further improve their night vision, and this trait is such a great adaptation it has evolved independently in many animal lineages. Cool. Surprisingly enough, its odd terrestrial habits, the great nightjar is also an evolutionary oddity because it belongs to a group known as the stressors, uh, which includes some expected nocturnal birds as its close relatives like other nightjars, along with frogmouths, patus, and oil birds, but also includes hummingbirds and swifts among its relatives. What the heck? Yes. That's weird. Mm-hmm. The great-eared nightjar is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list, and their population is currently stable. Thankfully for this species, it does not seem they have any major threats to its survival, but habitat loss is always a concern for this species in the wild. They're just so cool. Can I, and I love yep. when they open their mouths. Yes. They look like, even cooler. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, they're just so awesome. Look, I love them. Anyway, all right. Well, that is going to bring us to our challenge, our first one of the year. And it was Casey's choice today. So yes. usually that's bad news. So I remember we utterly failed at this once before. But oh, good. We're going to just. We're going to name an animal. Oh, boy. Use the last letter of yeah. the name to mm-hmm. go to the next animal. We're going to stay in Asia. <laughs> This is going to be so much worse. Yes, it will. It's going to be so bad. Yes, but I made sure to set the timer for five minutes so we're not looking like idiots for for ten. We're still going to look like idiots for five. Mm -hmm. Yes, but the silence will feel less awkward. It'll be less of it. Yep. I may have to edit it out and it's going to wind up being like three or two minutes. 
Anyway. All right. All right. All right. Let's see who's you going first. Your... It's me. Okay. What was it? It was a six. Six. Okay. If you want to, what, what were you expecting to be? Did you want to be a high number? So yes. So you get again? pissed. I know. I haven't been using these for duty, and I got beautiful new dice because I have a problem. Anyway, and I didn't get to use them yet. Because I've only played D&D once since I've been home. That's life. Twice. Yeah, once I go with you shopping and we you got more D&D dice. Probably. Okay. So, first of all, if we're in any store that sells them, it's a pretty good chance. But no, these are really cool because they're kind of hollow. There's like a dragon inside. Oh. And then I got this chonky set. Huh. Anyway, a I'll just show it. chonky set? Yeah, it's chonky. It's real okay. big. But like I have I have oversized mm-hmm. D20s, but I this is a full set that's chonky and pretty. Anyway, moving along. Okay, so I'm going first. Okay, I'm just going to start with this. Are we ready? Okay. Great Eared Nightjar. <laughs> R. Oh, great. Hmm. I'm already out. I, I don't have an R, so. Oh, that's Asia. I have one. I can't just say Rhino. No. <laughs> I. No, because you have to say the specific one. Yeah. But there's, there's, come on, there's a famous one. A famous one. I mean, mostly famous. It's big. It's big. I'm not giving more hints than that. Oh, boy. Uh, R and it's big. Is it a mammal? No. It's not a mammal. I think they're from Asia. <laughs> I hope they're from Asia. Okay, so a bird reptile. I might have to go look if that's from Asia. <laughs> Is that cheating though if it comes back to me? That's kind of cheating, huh? Okay. I don't I don't consider it cheating because we're We're failing already yeah. right off the bat. They're really big for what they are. Oh, for what they are. Yeah. I think they're from Asia. Yeah, it is. I was right. And it's not a mammal. No. I can't give you more hints than that, man. I know. I'm just trying to think. It's fairly well known. For the type of animal it is, it's probably one of the best known, I'd say. I mean, there are more famous ones, but like, it's still well known. Oh my gosh. I, if I do believe they are the largest of their kind, actually. I feel so embarrassed. There's also I don't I shouldn't be giving you hints, but there's also a giraffe that shares its first part of its name. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Reticulated python. There we go. <laughs> um, and... Nope, that's Africa. <laughs> Um, if you looked at the next episode's outline, you would know why. <laughs> if it's yours, it's too complicated. I know the end of yours. Uh, what did I choose? <laughs> Mine doesn't count. Um, I keep wanting to say Nyala, and that's Africa. Yeah, that's Africa. Um, oh, no. We are failing immediately. And we're more than halfway through. I was giving you hints. You better give me some hints. For uh, I don't know your whole thing's name. It's too. It's too long. Um, the part of it's is, a nautical direction is it's not helpful. Where was the mole rat from? The naked mole rat. That's yeah, Africa. Africa. God, everything's gonna be in Africa. Um, I wish I hadn't said night jar. Now, is there another night jar? There was. There's, there yeah. was, but it has a different name. Um, I literally can't think of any ends. I think we've always had this problem with ends too. And ours. <laughs> Nightjar was not a good choice. I think we're at some point going to have to pass or we're never going to get anything. Yeah. So, okay, I pass and I don't know what to go on to. Yeah, um, 
I'll just let you pick something random. Just pick a random letter. Uh, I'm just going to do one that I know there's an M for. Dole. Dole. <laughs> yeah. E. Why am I? I think E was another one we've always struggled with. We struggle with a lot of things. We have to just go back to what our animals have been. But none of them start with <laughs> No. Others. Are we like out of time already? No. This is so or sad. Adam, less than a minute this is and a half. So sad. <laughs> uh, I can't help you. I no. have nothing so far. I know. I'm just looking into the abyss, just looking for inspiration. <laughs> I have nothing so far. Um, what were the rest of our eating animals? I'm trying to remember now. That one, we're never going to get the first thing of that. Um, that's not an E. I don't think any of them are E's. Mm -mm. That's an S. Can I cheat and say elephant? Wait, what? what's your letter? E. Oh, no. No, you can't say elephant. I know. But I won't. I think you're going to have to pass. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. She's an animal. <laughs> pass. Binturong. Gee, come on. Okay, I'll change her to bear cat. Good. I can work with that. A tiger coal. Or is that Oceana? That's Australia. Fuck me. <laughs> can I say Tarsier? Do I have to I'll specify? Okay. R. R. <laughs> Why don't I know Asia very well? I don't know. But none of our animals that we've done, because I'm actually remembering most of them at this point. I know a G. A G? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. God damn. Wow. That was just so bad high five because that's what we got five that's the worst i think we have ever done yeah oh my god what were the letters we couldn't do e e n and r oh my god some of the most common letters yeah seriously what do you know um <laughs> obviously other people look for this stuff we've talked about the etruscan shrew shrew and that all the not, okay, all, that's Eurasia. All the Eurasian things we could have said. All these Eurasian things, <laughs> kind of, because they're not really in Asia for no. a lot of them. But it it was rough because most of our other ones we had like the sloth bear and we had the spectacles harsier. I'm looking for and eggs. the turtle. I feel good about the um. I feel good about the uh, ends, although there's a northern Sumatran rhinoceros, apparently. I didn't know they had a northern specific. I don't know about the subspecies for a lot of the Anyway, I feel really. good about uh, none of these ends look no good, so I feel good about that. That was the, literally the worst we've ever done on any alphabet thing, I think, ever in our lives. And we had yeah. a pass to do that bad, too. So we didn't even really get five. We got, like, three. <laughs> and also the one you got was after I dropped many yeah. hints. <laughs> and one of the ones that came up is extinct uh, Neanderthal. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so that's crazy. Anyway, um, but the, that was really sad. I got N, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I'm an idiot. What? Because it's my one of my picks for next episode. Oh, yeah, and you I'm did. I'm not going to say it. No, that's fine. Because you were trying to give me a, a, a direction. Yeah. I just know the end of yours. I don't remember the beginning part of it. Anyway, that was truly horrible. And also, I'm still not so, finding anything. Oh, is this one? I don't know. Anyway, I fascinating. Not, wait, it's not giving me a region. 
I'm sorry. Anyway, who do we even talk about in Asia? We've talked about the fishing cat. We've talked about the... Uh, we talked about Dole, Garyals, Snow Leopard. Mark, Mark Orr. Orr. Another oh. R. <laughs> Anton. Um, and then the... Where are Nightingales Turtle. From? I don't know. All over the Yangtze place. Yangtze Giant Soft Shell yeah. I knew we weren't going to get an a Y, though. No. Anyway, okay. Well, that was pretty bad. So, anyway... Um, <laughs> But thank you so much for joining us for our first episode of 2023. Woo! Hope you guys are having a good New Year so far. Hopefully you haven't been having allergy problems or getting washed away in rain. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast.